you are listening to an episode of Back Row Movie News. The podcast name and scope has changed. It is now the Broken Record Podcast, uh, but you can still enjoy the past episodes of Back Row Movie News on this feed. Make sure you follow uh, the Broken Record Podcast or Podcast Broken Record. Depends on what social media site on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for updates on future episodes. What's going on, you guys? Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Back Row Movie News and The Alien Legacy. Today, I'm talking about Prometheus, the first of the two prequels of the franchise. That's a movie I love, and I'm going to tell you why. That's right here on Back Row Movie News. Welcome to the Best Seat in the House, everybody. I'm Chase Kupo. Before we get started, if you can please consider subscribing to that YouTube channel and rating us on Facebook and or iTunes. Anything you do is greatly appreciated. Thank you, guys. I love Prometheus. Okay, I, I gotta start off. When I was in 10th grade, I decided to watch more movies. When I was a young child, I always wanted to watch AVP, but Mom said no. So in 10th grade, I remembered that urge, and I decided to watch all the Alien and Predator movies. I think I watched Predator first. I actually thought it and the uh, sequel were much better than Alien and Aliens and everything, and I was more into Predator for a little while. Uh, but, you know, after like a couple of months or something, I just, it's like a, a switch just f- just flipped, and I, uh, I ignored any connection to the universes. I stopped caring as much about the Predator movies, and uh, Alien became my thing. Alien became my favorite fo- favorite movie of all time. I was getting into the franchise, the extended universe, talking about how they connect. It was great. And uh, that was so. That was in like late 2010 or even 2011. So right, right around 2010 is when I first heard about uh, them working on the production of Prometheus, and it was perfect timing for me because w- once, once I was fully into the Alien universe, then Prometheus was on its way. So I got to build up. I spent like a year or two building up to it, talking on forums, telling people, oh, "I can't wait to see this. It's, how's it connect this way?" So it was great, and I still remember, it, man, at Green Valley Ranch, the the colonnade, not the colonnade, the colonnade sucks. Uh, no, at Green Valley Ranch, freaking Auditorium 9, sitting there shivering, sick as hell. I had a cold or sinus infection or something. I made my sister take me there because I didn't want to go alone. Now I don't mind going to movies alone at all. And it was just, it was one of the better experiences in my life. So I love Prometheus for that fact. And also because it was a great movie. Originally, it was intended to go or be a straightforward alien prequel. Uh, it, it ended up moving in a in a further off prequel direction it was like a cousin to alien uh, i the goal was to start a new string of stories off that were set in the alien verse and eventually connected they would uh, come in the back end of it but they would only hint at that and add up to the original slowly over the course of, of those movies at, at one point really scott was talking about doing like a total of like seven movies or something it was crazy and uh you know it it did that it started that off, but it was a little too well, unfortunately. To start off, once again, doing the classic structure for these Alien Legacy episodes, talking about the score first. Uh, the score, it's a sweeping sci-fi epic. I love it. I see a lot of fans, especially hardcore fans, you know, that spend all the time on the forums and make videos like this like I do. I see a lot of people who don't think it was alien enough. They don't think it it was just good. They thought it didn't feel right. It wasn't inspired. But I thought it was outstanding. Uh, the the tracks "Life," "A Planet," and uh, 
I think Life and a Planet, those two outstanding pieces of music that I think uh, they play uh, in Alien Covenant. Jed Kurzel uses part of it to represent Shaw. He has David playing it in the film too. It's interesting. It's very neat and organized. It's very much a departure from what Alien was, which is probably why not a lot of people liked it. But uh, I think we can agree that Life is the best track. And then we're going to slip and slide into the characters. Eesh. Eesh. Uh, this marked the first movie in the franchise in which the cast uh, was uh, was pretty much garbage. Well, the characters were garbage. The cast is all right. Hell, what's going on? You can go on. Through. Yeah. Uh, now, I, uh, I think some of the characters get a little bit too much flack, and some of the stupid decisions talk is mistaken and wrong. Still, though, Shaw was supposed to be a religiously driven scientist. Wait up, wait up. Okay, cool. Uh, religiously driven scientist that was our vehicle through the discovery of human life's origins. She came across flat and silly at times. Uh, I, I say that I really enjoy Numi Rapace in that movie and some of the other projects she's done since. But, you know, she, between the material and her performance, it neither elevated each other. So I don't think she ended up doing a good job. They tried to make a... Uh, they didn't try to make a Ripley clone this time like they would in Covenant, but it didn't work out this time. They probably should have just gone for the Ripley clone, and it might have been even better. Still, um, Art. at her best, she was... <laughs> Still, when she was at her best, she was a badass scientist who did believe in religion, and she balanced those lives well. But at her worst, she was not a badass, and she was a scientist who didn't balance her religious beliefs with uh with working with facts if you can make sense of that sentence but yeah shaw was a missed opportunity uh i'll give ridley scott damon lindelof and john spates the credit for not trying to do that exact ripley clone but like i said didn't work out now the charlie character was interesting and he, he came across as consequential or very real most of the time but then again uh he um Wow, I forgot his name. I like him a lot, and I forgot his name. But uh, he, that actor, he's commonly known as the uh, the uh, budget version of Tom Hardy. So, unfortunately, that's kind of how I came across this time. And uh, once again, uh, well, Vickers, Yannick, and Peter Whalen, they were all just kind of there. It's It really sucks, man. Alien, Aliens, even Alien Resurrection, the movie that's the most marred among the fandom they all did such a great job with this cohesive cast of characters, but Prometheus couldn't do shit with any of them. Except for David. David is outstanding, but, you know, he's only part of the equation. you got to have a believable cast of characters and actors. And uh, speaking of cast and characters and actors in movies, talking about the script, the plot, and the pacing. Uh, Ish, again. Uh, I think Uneven describes this one best. David Lindelof came in to rework a, uh, a more straightforward alien script by John Spates. The studio ended up being the ones to push that angle, actually. Scott was pretty much alright with it being just tied into the more alien vibe, having a, a xenomorph, or I think it was called an ultramorph that time. But once he and the studio agreed to move away from that uh, they and focus on the engineers, they went all out. Lindelof is famous for his work on Lost. Uh, he definitely brought... He he definitely brought that grand, ambitious nature to the script. <laughs> I admire it for its purity. It's like an extension of Scott. He likes to ask. Uh, he likes to ask. <laughs> cut it out over there. 
<laughs> he likes he loves to ask questions and he works on these big themes and subjects. He evolves them between films. He evolves the themes and the designs. And he applies real world, th- real world thinking to his work, and it's cool. But, <laughs> but Prometheus is a very, very mysterious movie. It also suffers from some bad and stupid character decisions and motives, plus overall consistency. Christ, it leaves out so much. That it leaves out so much that it's a challenge to really connect everything and get any sort of uh, connection to the rest of the alien movies and to get to get what he's getting at. Like I say, it's just a really mysterious movie. So there's a lot that fans still don't agree on in terms of answers to the movie's own narrative questions. Like uh, we have very very few concrete answers, and the ones we think we u- we have are usually debatable. One because th- there's no there's no super solid answers to some of the bigger questions and it's you know subjective we talked about this before we've talked about this on like every episode of the podcast ever these movies are subjective we're all going to have different opinions on things we're all going to watch it differently going to think about it differently but still prometheus is supposed to nurture that but i think they went a little too hard um I mean, the question that Scott set out to answer, uh, who was that behemoth space jockey that the crew of the Nostromo found on LV-426, that was a disappointment to many. Instead of some huge elephantine 30-foot-tall beings that were, we wouldn't be, we'd hardly be able to understand you know, how they existed, they were reduced, several understandable reasons, to 8 to 9-foot-tall, bald, just completely white humanoids. And the story is really just, it's not totally finished, or we don't know it for sure. And it's frustrating at times, and that leads to some, it leads me to think sometimes, some of the the issues there, that Scott doesn't really give a fuck about what, what we think or what we want. I mean, I know he's not making these movies just for us. He is trying to make money, and he is trying to, like, understand his life and push out art, but still, man, come on. I wish he had more care for the continuity and the timelines, but no, he doesn't. That's okay. We've got you covered, Ridley Scott. Uh, genre and tone now. Um, once again, I think the absolute departure from the vibe and atmosphere of Alien is a defining factor of Prometheus. It is quite shocking, but for me, it's very welcome. It seems as if Scott's vision was, his vision and purpose was to open up that universe up. Just blow it wide open and tackle a lot of his ideas about humanity, technology, and religion in an expansive series of films. I mean, after Prometheus came out, he really talked up the sequels to it. Yeah, a lot has been said, but at several points, uh, he had six damn movies planned to go before linking up with Alien. Still, uh, let's see. Oh, now, in that, there would be a lot of timeline issues, and he would fuck up the continuity even more. But, you know, who knows exactly what they were planning there? So the big, epic, sweeping sci-fi mystery that Prometheus is opened up a lot of potential for these films to go before Alien Covenant slammed it shut. And uh, getting sort of close to the end here, talk about the set design, just the overall design. The design, it was, once again, really different from the original. Am I boring you? It was really different from the original, and it's maybe my second favorite movie design ever behind Alien. I already told you that the, the set and creature design from Alien is favorite thing ever but prometheus managed to capture me in a similar way they tried and succeeded 
in building a prequel world to Giger's nightmare while working with the design elements of ancient astronauts, cutting edge technology, and absolute visual storytelling. It's really, really a beautiful made film. And I gotta say, this is just another alien film. This is just a big Hollywood movie. Matt, Matt Sampson, he even liked this movie. He said it before. He was like, Prometheus is badass. And I'm like, all right, I, he gets it. Sometimes he gets it. Mel Gibson gets it. Um, but uh, I threw myself off there. There's not a lot of context. Well, if you watch the podcast, you would know. I guess you'll just have to listen to every episode and find out. You could subscribe to the channel while you're at it. Um, uh, let's see. It, it creates... Okay, yeah. Uh, the dif- difference in design and the technology choices, it creates sort of continuity issue when uh, this one takes place in the year 2094 and Alien takes place in 2122. But this sleek, perfect, new world out you know uh super futuristic science touch screens holograms it does it's nowhere close to what alien looked like but for several reasons you know they couldn't they couldn't just go back to that for a movie like blade blade runner 2049 it worked they could go back to that same vibe and aesthetic and design and also advance it a little for present day but prometheus they uh they wanted to and they had to go a different route and it works for me um, just sort of start wrapping this up uh, in comparison with the movies that have come before it so in uh, in terms of release in order it was Alien, Aliens, Alien 3 Alien Resurrection uh, don't care about the AVP movies and then Prometheus so it's different every film in the franchise has been so damn different in almost every way it's kind of ridiculous it's a little upsetting at times but it's also awesome it's it's also weird. I would say that Prometheus is the second best film in the franchise, and it's my second favorite film in the franchise. Probably my second favorite film of all time. Uh, it's what a prequel or spinoff should always try to be. It's very different and new while still maintaining important connections and homages to the original. Now, it is shockingly different, and it does create a lot of continuity issues, and that sucks big ass. But to wrap this up simply, Prometheus is a very good movie. I mean that in a subjective and objective manner, and you can fight me if you think otherwise. No, don't. Just drop a comment below. Tell me what you think about it. And it's always going to have a special place in my... It's always going to have a special place in my heart right next to Alien and right above the rest of the franchise. Well, that about wraps it up for today, you guys. Uh, thank you for tuning in. As this this episode, I about, I went back to my uh, stumbling and sloppy ways, like, uh, like the first Alien one in the Annabelle episode, but it's okay. I just I want to keep talking about this stuff, keep pushing these videos out. Thank you if you're still here listening to this and watching it. Uh, right now we have a regular episode up. What do I mean regular episode? It's a Christmas special. Top 10 Aquaman review, talking a little movie news. It's a great time. You know, Stop on by. Subscribe to the channel while you're at it. Uh, rate us on iTunes or Facebook. And uh, I will have another episode. It's called Aliens Evolution. It's going to be a cool one. That's coming up after this. But until we see you next time, go ahead and give this video a like and subscribe to the channel once again. Uh, drop a comment below, whether it's anything about talked about today. Tell me how you feel about Prometheus and the franchise as a whole. How does it jive with that? Or whatever you want to bring to the discussion, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Official for updates on upcoming videos coming to you guys. And uh, thank you guys. Once again, I will see you next time on Backrow Movie.